it is St. Jackson, and you know my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and you are listening to the Pro Wrestling Post Podcast. You're listening to the Pro Wrestling Post Podcast with your host, Mark Madison. This episode's guest is Faye Jackson. Visit ProWrestlingPost.com for interviews, blogs, and upcoming events in your area. You can also find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor, or whatever podcast app you prefer. And now here's your host, Mark Madison. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Pro Wrestling Post podcast. Um, and I am joined by Miss Faye Jackson. Faye, thank you again for your time and your energy. Oh, no problem. No problem at all. Thank you for having me. Okay, so Faye, um, maybe for, for those aren't as familiar with with you, maybe you can give them a little bit of a background as to how you got involved in the industry, um, your interests, your enthusiasm, where it's come from, and where the fun that is Faye Jackson um, is today. Oh, I'll say old Faye Jackson started, um, started training 2015, had her first match in 2016, I started as a Ring of Honor dojo, so I was with Women of Honor for about two years. Uh, currently, new Faye Jackson is trying to get herself canceled out of wrestling, so she does the best whatever the fuck she wants. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that's where the fun and enthusiasm comes from, because I just do whatever, whatever I want. Uh, so maybe you tell us why the change, why the old and the new, why get canceled out? Why, why is that the direction that you wanted to head in? It's mainly because a lot of people in the industry, they see you as portraying a certain type of image and a certain type of person. And when you first start, that's what you start to portray. So everybody always see me as fun and bubbly, but not as being serious. So, fun and bubbly gets you nowhere when, if I'm just being myself, which is just unapologetic, then people start to take you more seriously. Um, so, do you feel that now that you've had this freedom to kind of be more yourself, that uh, with the shackles being off, what do you foresee the character doing over this time, like over this period? Well, it's not really a character. It's oh, sorry, it's not myself. a character. Yeah, of course. It's it's innate, right? Um, yeah, it's, it's just me being myself. I'm able to be who I am, which is unapologetic, highly sexualized, and uh, just bringing a new new standard to wrestling. Everybody's like in this, like, I wouldn't even say PG era, because I don't think people even like PG era at this point. <laughs> it's just being, being myself. Being who I am, being, uh, like I said, unapologetic, uh, highly sexualized, and uh, just saying and doing what I want to do without people telling me any different. So how do you feel the reaction has been, the difference between the sweet and bubbly and just, I, I know you're doing what you feel is right, and it's, um, but generally people will gravitate to one more so than the other, um, but how have you found the general response you've gotten? between the two? Well, it's not the response that I've been wanting because I've been wanting people to turn on me and it's been doing the quite opposite. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
What? Like my, uh, I try to say whatever I want on Twitter, and people just like love it. And it's weird because I'm like, don't like this. Like, like turn on me, but nobody's doing that. <laughs> well, why do you think they might be like embracing him? Why do you think they're they're not turning? I have on no you? idea. I can't even answer that. I have no idea. <laughs> um. Okay, so how were they responding in comparison to the sweet and bubbly? Which wasn't. I just don't think people were taking me as serious when I came out, you know, sweet and bubbly with the pink, uh, pink outfit and things like that. It's just like, oh, well, she's a cute plus size wrestler, but we're not going to take her, like, as serious. She's not going to beat up anybody because she's looking like she wants to have fun in her ring compared to right now where me doing and saying whatever I want to say without any type of restraint. People are more afraid, like, all right, she may beat to my bass today just because this look, looks like the type of mood that she's in. There's clearly that energy where you, if you're doing what you feel is right, maybe, maybe that's what people see as genuine and they're not, they, they, they've wanted this and it's almost like certain characters, like the cool heel, no matter how much they try to be a heel, fans are still going to cheer them. And it's hard sometimes. I mean, it's possible. Like I say, I'm just being myself at this point. So either people are going to like it or they're going to just like, well, we want the old uh, fun and bubbly payback. Like we can't, <laughs> we can't ride with her. <laughs> but either way, uh, either way, I'm just trying to live my best life and trying to just be myself. Awesome. Now, there is definitely a side of you that fans are definitely gravitating towards. We, we've addressed that. But there's also, you're also a serious competitor in the ring. Um, who can you say that throughout your time that you've maybe leaned on that's kind of helped you to develop in the ring? Because your persona or is not a persona. It's all innate, like you've said. It's yourself. That comes naturally. But who's helped you to develop your craft since your time in the Ring of Honor Dojo? Well, after I left the Ring of Honor Dojo, I, well, one of my mentors has been Homicide. And, you know, Homicide was the first one that was like, yo, cut all that shit out. <laughs> because he doesn't, like, he doesn't play at all. So get in the ring with him or being able to call him and tell him to, like, critique my matches and things like that. Like, he's definitely been a big helper in trying to show who Faye Jackson really is. As well as, like, from time to time, I would go out to WXW in Germany, and the trainers out there, like uh, Alexander James and uh, Julian Pace, and, like, there's been a few people that's just helped me figure out what I, I can and cannot do in the ring, and I appreciate them for that. So, what is it that they've helped you to figure out what you can or can't do, like, because uh, are the boundaries set in what um, is a level of comfort or are the boundaries set into, like, limitations? Because um, there's always a level of trust with you and, and your opposition. But um, what do you feel you can or can't do that they've helped to point out? I would say for my size, there are certain things that you're not going to see me do any flips. I don't know how to do that. I'm not going to try to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have some things that I am agile with that I can show off in the ring. But, you know, right now there's a thing where, especially with indie, indie wrestling, 
where it's a lot of, I would just say, spot fest. And I'm not that person because not because I can't do it. It's just no need for me to do it. So you, you stick to what works just for you, and that's the best. Exactly. Um, so one of the reasons uh, I also want to be able to chat with you, um, at this past week I've actually had a chance to, um, by the time we air this, it, it, it won't be this t- the time of the month, but it will be uh, the following month. Uh, I've had a chance to speak to Kenny King, uh, Shane Taylor, and one of the more prominent reasons that we had chatted is because I, I want to get, with it being Black History Month, uh, the impact and the feeling of African American, uh, African sorry, Jamaican American wrestlers that are part of the culture too, uh, and where they were, where they are, where they see them headed. Um, it's there's a for the culture event that's going to be taking place. I was hoping to get your take on everything that's kind of circulated around that, um, and, and your feeling around it as well. I will say right now, I I can always I'll always say that uh, growing up, the reason why I even watched wrestling and was just became a fan of it is because I watched Jacqueline beat up men, and that always like fascinated me. So for me, she was the only person, the only female woman of color to be on TV that I could watch. And then, like, I would say a few years later, Dad came on TV, but that's who I watched. And it was just, you know, you can count on one hand how many women of color you saw doing pro wrestling. Now, I don't even know if they realize how they opened the doors for people like myself, for uh, Bianca Belair, for... Uh, MJ Jenkins, for uh, Naomi, for uh, Lisa Fox, you know, women like us. Like, if it wasn't for them, who knows where pro wrestling would be with women of color. So, well, for the culture, um, that's the show I'm going to be a part of as well. It's just, uh, you know, just to show appreciation for our culture, to show that, you know, Sometimes, you know, pro wrestling, they stereotype everyone, not just our, not just the African race, but, you know, with, uh, with Asians, with, uh, with Spanish, they stereotype all of it. So for us, it's just to showcase our true talent. And luckily, there is a place to, at WrestleMania weekend, to showcase Everyone that is, you know, a part of the African culture, just because it's, it's, it's what's needed right now. I think the whole, not just pro wrestling, but I think the, like, the country in general is kind of, we're kind of getting divided. Like, it's almost getting back to, like, the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. And don't know where it's coming from, but for some reason, a lot of us are fighting each other, and it shouldn't be this way. When we, you know, people from our past, I know my mother and my grandmother, they all fought for civil rights and everything. But, you know, we have come to a point where all that, we're like, we're all unified. But for some reason, especially in pro wrestling, it doesn't feel that way. 
So to have a show like Florida Culture happening Mania, Mania Weekend where we can just showcase our talent is beyond special. You talked a little bit about jazz and you talked a little about Jacqueline and their influence. Uh, they were direct influences on you. What can you say that right now, if you were to look at a generation of a uh, woman of color right now, who can you foresee, along with yourself, being an influence and moving forward and maybe trying to not look at color as being the barrier, but maybe uh, opportunities as being the barrier sometimes moving forward? If you see like a collection of talent today, who would that be? It's always going to be more people that's dominant on TV. So like, you know, Sasha Banks and or Charlotte Flair and, you know, Becky Lynch. The ones that are, are always not only on TV but are killing it every single match that they have. I think those are the women that are like the new generation for a 12, 11, 13-year-old that's watching wrestling. And those are the ones that are going to be the major influences at this point. What about those on the independent circuit? You're, there's lots of women you'll cross paths with, lots of women you'll have matches and you'll have great chemistry with. If there's those that you haven't seen on the circuit, or sorry, fans maybe aren't as aware of or privy to on the circuit now, who would you shed light on and say, look out for them, uh, regardless of of race or culture? Who might that be? On the independent circuit, I will probably, I don't know. I mean, because there's so many people on the independent that if people, I mean, everybody has their favorites regardless. Like, I don't want to just, like, name drop a whole bunch of people. Sure. Because you like who you like. So, uh, it's just so many people in independence that could be easily influenced or the next one is to make that major leap and, uh, get on TV. So, it's, it's too many to name. All right, I can respect that. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only 5 $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. So right now, you know, we, we talk a little bit about your influences and you're going to influence people coming up this WrestleMania week with something called the Gray Sweatpants Battle Royal. Where did the whole process, the, the mindset, it, you know, there's definitely a, and I don't care because if you think about Gray Sweatpants, that's, that's maybe the impression in talking to you a little bit that I get. Um, where did the whole idea behind it and the bookings and signings and all that that you happen to talk so freely about, where did that all come from and the work that's gone into it? Definitely the bookings and signings came from, there's a guy on Twitter, like every time any female wrestler on the independent, like, posted anything or posted something about an upcoming match, uh, this guy would just post right under it, like, oh, I'm running real elite wrestling, and I want to bookings and signings you. <laughs> now, at first, 
it was annoying, but after a while, people just started making fun of it. And then I think his, uh, I think his Twitter got taken away after a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of us in female independent wrestlers were like, oh, what happened to this guy? Like, he used to harass us so much, but now we haven't heard from him. And then if you click on his uh, account, then it says it's suspended. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea of the great sweatpants is basically just me being horny on Twitter. <laughs> That's the whole concept of the show. Women always have male fans that fantasize about us. Or we could put on the best match of our whole career. And it won't even matter because most male fans are looking at what we got on or how we look, just that and the third. But, you know, women don't, especially women wrestling fans don't really come out and say how good a male worker looks because it's not the norm. So this was just a way for me to be like, hey, look, I'm used to getting harassed all the time by, by, not only male workers, but male fans alike. Mm. So it's time for me to do the harassment to the guys. And the guys liked it. So I think it was just uh, <laughs> more ammo for me to talk about gray sweatpants because gray sweatpants is like the, I, I guess it's like the brown panty uh, similar for the female. Like if you wear gray sweatpants, people, uh, you can see what someone, a man is working with. <laughs> it's kind of like our eye candy. So <laughs> even if you like um, look up the hashtag great sweatpants, you'll see a bunch of guys and you see what they're working with. So the whole idea of the great sweatpants battle royal is just getting a bunch of guys to wrestle in a battle royal, Royal Rumble style, and they're wearing great sweatpants so people can see what they're working with. And for some reason, this idea took off. So who knew? Um, so who can fans maybe expect to be a part of this these bookings and signings for this particular event (laughs) who got the bookings and signings Um, AJ Gray of course has the bookings and signings Uh, Chris Bay the Jim Nasty Boys the only uh, Timmy Lou Retton not White Mike I banned him from the event so he's not allowed to come (laughs) um uh, who else do I have? Oh, my God, there's so many. <laughs> Matthew Justice, I call him Aquaman because he looks like Aquaman. So he's got the bookings and signings. Uh, Black Bees, uh, Kip Stevens, Bobby Orlando, and his goat, Bobby Jr. Um, who else? There's so many. <laughs> like, there's 30 guys. <laughs> and those are who I just announced so far. So when you say Aquaman, you're talking Jason Momoa. Aquaman, right? Yeah, I don't know his real name. <laughs> okay, no, no, just as opposed to like a comic book. So, okay, just we know the difference. That's all. <laughs> yeah, one thing my fans have definitely learned that I do not, like, I watch Avengers and like movie-wise, I watch stuff like that. I still don't know who people are. Yeah, it's okay. It's I never okay. followed comics as a kid. Um, I thought when I watched Avengers, I asked my friend who I went to the movies with what happened, why the X-Men are not in here, and everybody laughed, and I was, like, being dead serious. I was like, you know, if everybody's dying in this movie, where the hell is the X-Men or Batman? They're like, oh, it's DC or whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah. 
Like, why should that matter, right? You know, you've got this going on. They should all be a part of it. Look, if you're going to get every superhero on the planet, why don't you just call them too? For sure. I can't see why that's wrong. Go for it. That'd be like a hell of a movie. Everybody go see that. (laughs) I think if you merge all of them together, I don't know if it's like legal matters or whatnot, but why not? (laughs) That'd be a lot more fun. Yeah, for sure. Not taking it seriously. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only five. $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. You mentioned a whole bunch of names, a whole bunch of people that are part of it. I think if anybody's been following on Twitter, I think some of the fun has also been who you've reached out to um, and some of the responses. JTG, for instance, was one that I can kind of stand. Oh, no. Crime Time is definitely in the bookings of Tiny, too. I don't know how I forgot about them. Like I said, there's so many. <laughs> Crime Time is definitely... They're definitely in the bookings and signings. Um, later on, within the upcoming weeks, um, uh, Sugar Duffington's in it. Uh, uh, JT Dunn. Oh, Mike Verna. Um, who else? Uh, there's so many. <laughs> oh, this show's going to be a mess, and I love it. Um, so, uh, a mutual um, associate between yourself and I have talked to, uh, Dan Scotty of Pizza Party Wrestling, uh, he said that he's he's had a chance to chat with you a little bit, and the the time that it's taken to get this all organized for you, um, how long has the process been? Like, how long has it taken you to to get this all organized and a venue and the people and? Luckily, with the look, I was just start off that this whole show, the whole idea, it was just a joke. Like I said, it was just me being horny on Twitter. So I never really thought it was going to be a real show. I just yeah. put out a tweet saying, hey, and I think it was Ryan Royal Rumble time too, like, hey, these guys seem like in great sweatpants. <laughs> and then, I don't know, people just like, liked it for some reason. But then, um, the people that I work with at Primetime Wrestling and down in D.C., they're also running a show. They're running a few shows that weekend. And they have venue and space open, so they say, hey, we like this idea, we want you to run the show. And I said, no. Like, I was like, no, I'm not doing no show. Like, are you crazy? It's hard enough being a wrestler. But, you know, with the support of them and the support with other people, like, I'm still trying to get everything together. I'm still looking for sponsors, and I'm definitely donating uh, proceeds of the show to Planned Parenthood because it's not a show that I was looking to profit off of because it was a joke. Like, it was a joke on Twitter. Right. So, for me to make a profit doesn't seem right and I'd rather give it to something that's a good cause that's, like, something that I've always... It has always helped me out. Um, Planned Parenthood, I've been going there since I was, like, 18, even with me being fully and yeah, fully covered with insurance, I still go to Planned Parenthood. So for me to get back to them, 
um, is something that I always wanted to do. So with that being said, I'm still going through like uh, finding sponsors for the show. I have enough people in the Battle Royal. I have still selling tickets. Um, I still have quite a few tickets left. My front row is actually sold out, so I'm very happy about that. And yeah, it's still still going. <laughs> so, um, the you you said that proceeds will be going to Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood. Uh, for those that aren't aware, maybe you could talk a little bit about the association. What is it? Uh, how does it benefit? How's it benefited you? What is its cause or its purpose? What does it do? Well, Planned Parenthood actually is a women's health organization, and it's somewhere women can go as a safe haven for uh, OBGYNs to getting birth control. They work on a, they're not government funded anymore, but they work on a sliding scale basis. Basically, you know, women's health is important, especially for, you know, our lady parts down there. Mm -hmm. And going to an actual OBGYN can be very expensive. So Planned Parenthood, you just go make an appointment, you give them what you have, and they'll help you out as much as possible. You can go there for free uh, STD testing, free HIV testing, and this is they work based off the donation. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for doing that. Um, it shows that it was out of some fun is going to come some real good, especially with what the proceeds are going to go to. Yeah, absolutely, and, and they are going to be at the show as well, um, giving out pamphlets and information and things like that, just to, you know, um, show support of the show, because I definitely wanted them to come there and, you know, not only just have a good time, but, you know, raise, uh, raise awareness of Planned Parenthood as well. Uh, so, after... Gray sweatpants, the gray sweatpants battle royal is done, and that's behind you. What do you see for yourself for the balance of 2020? Uh, <laughs> if I'm not canceled before, after the show, okay, because, of course. Um, there's going to be uh, quite a few shenanigans going on. Like, I've got hired strippers and stuff like that because that's just stuff I want to see. Even though it is a wrestling show, it is a wrestling show, but you know, I just want. Lady, it's like a ladies' night. Ladies and men that like men. That's what I've been calling it. <laughs> Fantastic. That's um, fun. <laughs> right. So the rest of 2020, um, we'll see. I have some things in the works. I can't really speak on it. But okay. like I said, if I don't get canceled by the end of 2020, who knows where I'll end up. Fantastic. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll we'll get to see you up here in Canada a little more. Ethan Page has been working on that. I've been telling him no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might get canceled, right? <laughs> no, it's cold up here. <laughs> <laughs> Faye, you know, we'll we'll provide uh, a warm sweater, um, you know, a, a hot fire, um, hot chocolate, whatever you're, or maybe even something stiffer to drink, something that'll keep you warm, and you might like it up here. I'm sure, I'm sure I would. I will probably see uh, Alpha One sometime in the summer. Fantastic. So um, before we let you go, so it's interesting because we like to play a little game here on the podcast. We're interested to know if you'd like to play along as well. 
Let's go. Okay, so the game is called, ironically enough, it's like you almost knew, our game is called Wrestling Tinder. So, <laughs> okay. so much like regular Tinder, you know, we you, you swipe right if you're attracted to that person that's on the other side and you swipe left if you're not. Well, we're going to throw out a topic and if you're attracted to that topic and you want to get to know it better, you can say, you know, swipe right and you'll get into t- talking about it. If you think of it as just as a nice friend and somebody you might just want to say hi at a distance, you can swipe left and we can go in a very different direction. And let it go. Okay. Okay. So with everything that you've talked about, um, where can we see wrestling go? Like, what are the boundaries that we can cross regardless of PG, R, whatever it is? Um, there's different types of wrestling that definitely push the boundaries as to it being more than just wrestling and it being sexualized. And it's out there uh, if you really want to go in that direction. Can you see that that's something that is possible? So swipe up. Swipe right. Yeah, swipe right on that. All right. I think I think everybody is getting more comfortable with being themselves. And I think now is the time where people are realizing that pro wrestling is for everyone. So if you like the comedy wrestling, if you like the serious wrestling, you like British wrestling, you like the uh, strong style wrestling, or if you like the Young Bucks type of wrestling, there's a category where you could fit in for all of it. And it's a great time to be a wrestling fan, to be honest, because there's a plethora of of wrestling that you can pick. Mm -hmm. So right now, wrestling is a good time to be not only a wrestling fan, but to be in wrestling. One of the things that uh, is always seems to be a hot button topic is, and and it's as much about empowerment as as it is anything else, intergender wrestling. Oh, why all the way right on that? That's all, all right. <laughs> my upcoming match, March 7th, is against Epi. And then March 13th is um, going to Hood Slam in California. And I'm battling their champion, uh, D-Rose. I am all for intergender wrestling, especially for someone that is, like, my size. It's a lot of things that I can show off more wrestling a man than wrestling a woman. No offense to any women, but typically majority of the women that I wrestle are like 50 to 75 pounds lighter than me. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to show off things that you can do, especially with me, with a woman that is probably smaller than me or they're tall, but they're still smaller than me. So uh, I love intergender wrestling. A lot of people don't like it because they don't want to see a man hitting a woman. But at the same time, I see the argument going both ways. Like, men shouldn't hit women, but I don't know how other people were raised, but I was always raised, if no matter who they are, if somebody hits you, you hit them back. Mm. <laughs> so, with that being said, I'm sure that's how a lot of other people were raised, man or woman. Um, if my hit hits you, you hit them back. Even if it takes that one time, uh, you learn. No doubt. I love it. I love it. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Before we let you go, Faye, maybe you can give us one last plug. When is uh, the Great Sweatpants Battle Royal? Where can fans 
get access to tickets. Gray Sweatpants Battle Royal will be April 4th at 10 p.m. And it is in Tampa, Florida. I am losing the name of the... Uh, <laughs> we had a drama with the first venue we were at. Mm-hmm. So we had to move. And now we are at... Okay, we're at American Legion Post 5 okay. in Tampa, Florida. Um, if anybody wants to buy tickets, it's gray, and that's gray with the E, not an A, sweatpants.eventbrite.com. Fantastic. If fans want to get a hold of you, or possibly new fans, how would they reach you on Twitter or Instagram or any of the social handles? All my social media is under FayeJackson419 on Twitter or Instagram and on Facebook. Fantastic. Uh, on behalf of Faye Jackson, this is Mark Madison for the Pro Wrestling Post podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Pro Wrestling Post podcast with your host, Mark Madison. Once again, please visit ProWrestlingPost.com for interviews, blogs, and upcoming events in your area. And be sure to download the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor, or whatever podcast app you prefer.